It is time for another Amateurs Fantasy Sports Podcast. Hello and welcome to another NRL Fantasy Amateurs Podcast. It's Mark here with Ryan and Rob. And um, guys, we're, we're not off to a good start. We've got some audio difficulties in our regular program for recordings not working. So the uh, the viewers will have to... Forgive us if the uh, if the audio is a little bit weird tonight, but we'll we'll do our best, and we'll probably need to sort of break it up, and we'll try to make it seamless so you guys don't notice. But um, boys, uh, obviously, a bit of new uh, information coming out of the uh, the weekend, the rep round, all that sort of stuff. And um, Ryan, I guess, mate, starting with you, the uh, the NRL, you know, the the Tigers, uh, Titanic, leaking Titanic coming out that uh, Luke Brooks was going to get dropped, but, uh, you know, which precipitated the addition of Adam Dewey onto the uh, the questions page and he's been sniped early and Brooks, he's been named in the team. So what do you reckon happened there? I don't know. You reckon uh, Brooksy's just put the hammer down on Brett Kamal? He's been like, no, mate, you're not dropping me. Yeah. Mate, it, it, it's funny. He's had about 250 games and he's still living on potential. <laughs> one day, mate, one day. <laughs> He just needs a good a good forward pack in front of him and he'll get going, mate. <laughs> and um, Rob, obviously you've got to be happy with the performance of the uh, the New Zealand international team over the weekend, putting the uh, putting the smoke to Tonga. Yeah, how good were they? And how good was that um punt club coming in with the Papaliti try as well? Oh yes. Guys, Huge. mate, well the punt club had a uh, had a, a barnstormer over the weekend. We even had the uh, the Jackson Paulo last minute intercept, which was just <laughs> magic. That was a thousand dollar intercept. Or <laughs> you, yeah, you couldn't script it better. Oh mate, yeah. Well, I, I didn't. At like no point, at no point in the game was I sweating about Jackson Paulo scoring a try either. I knew it was going to happen. <laughs> so. I don't um, think I saw we- him once until <laughs> until he scored. He popped no, up. because the the ball kept getting to. Um, who was playing out there, Harris Tavita or whoever, and stopping. Yeah, uh, I was just getting so frustrated. I can understand why he's not playing the Warriors 17, so or 13 anyway. But uh boys, we might rip into some some fantasy because we're on some some time limitations on our segments here. We'll just jump straight in. And um Ryan, you're have have you released your article yet or you haven't released it yet? You're still preparing. No, not yet. Um, I've made a few few uh, changes after the team list, but uh, it'll be out later tonight. So I've put together okay. a um, an ultimate guide to round 17, a, a, a complete list, or at least I hope it's a complete list of um, every potential option that you could want uh, for the last and by round of the season. Yeah, I mean, obviously we, we sort of, I don't actually read the trade questions before we do the podcast, but I get a, a you know, I've been getting a sort of a gist that there's a lot of people asking about round 17. So it's probably a very timely article. And you're a very uh, diligent and responsible uh, amateurs contributor. So thank you very much for that, mate. Um, but, um, mate, the reason why I ask is obviously one of the games or the teams that's been impacted by that is the Storm, who are uh, featuring the first game up against Manly, and Manly's pretty sort of par for the course. But, I mean, the Storm, they had Munster, who was in doubt for Origin 3, but has been named for this game, uh, which is unusual. And Pappenhausen who is 100% returning, but for some reason has been named in Jersey 19. So, Rob, mate, you're uh, you're allegedly, you're supposed to be a smart guy. So, mate, talk us through the, the Craig Bellamy 
brain, you know, galaxy brain of why he would name a team that we all obviously know isn't going to run out. Yeah, it's pretty ridiculous, isn't it? Um, Pappenhausen's definitely going to play. I wonder if, like, Meany could play six or something. Um, you, you just know it's one of those ones that's just going to absolutely change um, on the day. Thankfully, they play first, so anyone that wants to j- jump on Pappenhausen um, might get the chance. Um, but, no, I don't know. It seems like classic Bellamy um, nonsense to me. Yeah, I wonder if maybe he has some sort of a policy where if it's your game that you're returning or or like you have to miss the captain's run or miss the training and it's just their like their team policy or you have to get through the captain's run in your first game back or something like that and it's just a it's a team process thing more than anything that's the only thing i can think of outside of he just likes messing with people but um i mean obviously if munster's out wishart's in but um one of the ones that i'm really interested in and obviously it probably depends on how long munster's out for is jerome hughes because, I mean, we saw how he performed for New Zealand next to uh, Dylan Brown, who's a similar, um, I guess you could call him a similar style play to Munster. But Munster really is the primary attacking focus for the Storm. Whereas I think, obviously, Hughes took that role for New Zealand. I mean, obviously, we know what he's like when he's the, the main attacking weapon. So, I mean, if Hughes, I mean, Ryan, is is there any interest for yourself in Hughes depending on like how long would Munster have to be out for to to make it a an interest here look for mine he's probably not on my radar just because I'm not really overall focused I'm not overly interested in that round 17 because I think if you're buying him you're looking for that round 17 score um because I think for Hughes to be a keeper for the rest of the season like Munster's gonna have to miss the predominantly the most of the rest of the season and I, I just I just can't see that happening um I mean maybe we get some more news in the coming days it's always it's always funny when they uh say they're out for a while but then named for this Thursday so I guess we'll see what happens there but um in the short term no I, I, it doesn't really tickle my fancy at the moment no. any dispute to that Rob or you're happy to, to stick with that no, I, I did have a look at him when I saw a draft of your article, Ryan, at um, how cheap he was now. But uh, no, I'm not really in the market for a half. So I'll let it, mm. let it slip through, I think. Yeah, mate. Not with Lord Cleary running around in everybody's team now. So the fantasy guy. Prince, Prince Cherry Evans. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, obviously, Harry Grant, named to back up, not playing 80 minutes in Origin helps with that. Um, uh, outside of that, we sort of don't really care too much about this team. Pappenhausen, I think the wisdom of, of wait and see for a week still applicable, break even in the 50s, no rush there. And that's probably it from this game. I mean, for Manly, it's basically if you got Cooler, hold him. Garrick, hold him. Cherry Evans, hold him. Um, and, I mean, outside of that, I mean, Garrick's somebody that I'll probably need to look at. But, I mean, now that Savage is named to start, maybe maybe not so much, but we'll probably cover that a bit later on. Uh, Knights against the Titans. Uh, Caitlin Pong is out with, uh, you know, obviously he got, uh, you know, a heavy shot from Nathan Cleary, who was then subsequently cleared of charges. And I mean, rightfully so, we wouldn't want him missing around 16, but no, apparently that they don't cross over. So it would have been origin three, but yeah, no, no charge for taking a player's head off. And that's okay. Cause it's Nathan Cleary, but, uh, no, I'm just staring. I might not even see what, I didn't even see what happened. I turned it off by that stage. Um, but um, yeah, so he's out for the Knights. Uh, other than that, though, the Knights looking pretty, like pretty much full strength. 
Tex Hoy goes to fullback. Fantasy-wise, it's really Clemmer, Frizzell, Barnett. Um, yeah, I mean, it's kind of, you know, I mean, these are all three guys, Ryan, you probably obviously touched it as well, three guys to potentially target for round 17. Um, the four forward bench is not so much a worry for me, but I mean, it probably caps the ceiling of guys like Clemmer. Yeah, I, I think um, of the three round 17 targets here, I think Frizzell and Barnett are the, the best options. Like Clemmer's obviously the most expensive. We've got Daniel Saifidi lurking down in number 22 there. Um, and to go along with the pretty forward heavy bench, Kurt Mann back, like they seem to be finally back at full strength for the most part. Um, it'll be interesting to see what happens with Randall. Because I know uh, Jaden Braley is apparently targeting round 18. So um, okay. maybe we get Randall onto the bench or something like that, or Braley coming back in 14 when he returns. But um, yeah, I, I think for the most part, Barnett and Frizzell seem like the best round 17 options. I think I saw Barry Tui say that um, Man might play some hooker this week as well, which mm. is okay. That would make sense. Yeah. yeah, with the four forwards, that would make sense, and it saves them having to carry the, carry that like Phoenix Crossland useless utility on the bench as well. So, um, yeah, that would obviously make a lot of sense, and I mean share the minutes around. But I mean Clem is kind of probably a fifty average ish, but I mean you can probably get similar or better production out of Barnett and Frizzell for cheaper at the moment. So, doesn't make a lot of sense there. Um, and then on the other side of the ball with the Titans, we see the return of David Fafida via the bench. And um, the man who's equal to Cherry Evans, I guess, is the main talking point out of this team, Toby Sexton, who immediately after me going in all guns blazing for him, dished up a gigantic turd. And um, I mean, what more can we say? He went from, you know, is he in the tier with the next best halves after Cleary to on my never again list in the space of a week? um i mean if you bought sexton obviously this is an issue for a lot of people now is it hold and pray or are we just gonna you know write the mistake off and use the trade and move on oh geez i mean like (laughs) i just keep going back to my analysis was that i just hated him i just didn't really have any analysis beyond that but I guess um, your your solace would be that he plays newcastle this week and he's got canterbury coming up in what round 19 that would be so um geez i mean it's a tough one it's a really tough one because like he had seven missed tackles in that sharks game typically he's he's around like the two to three and making about 20 tackles a game versus in this Cronulla game it was 11 tackles with seven missed so Mm. i have to think he's going to bounce back he's probably not going to dish up a turd like that again um like he had a couple back in what round seven eight um Jeez, yeah, I, I think I'd hold it. Like his break-even isn't out of control yet. Um, like it's still, what, what's his break-even? 52. So like that's still very reachable yeah. this week. Um, so I, I think I'd probably give him one more week and then move him on round 17 if he if he fails again this week. Yep, I like it. Um, and then, I mean, outside of that, it's pretty quiet here. Tino's churning out consistently big scores, but I mean, he's at 733K as an origin player, one of those guys potentially likely to get a rest, but I mean, not like the Titans can afford it either. So maybe not, but he's kind of at that, that price. Robbie's sort of a bit out of reach for most people you would think compared to what else you can get at that price. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uh, all right, moving along to the Panthers and the Roosters, all the origin contingent name to back up uh, and the international guys, Panthers full strength. 
uh, fantasy-wise, you know what you got here. If you got Crichton, Targo, Cleary, Toto, Yo, or Holding, or I guess, you know, probably not buying anyone on that list if you don't have them. Uh, I mean, unless you don't have Cleary yet and you want to pick him up, then, you know, whenever's good, really. I, I, I guess Toto is probably the one who potentially represents some value. 587K. Rob, do you have a, a good read on him with a break even at 23? I did have a look at him. I think I'm in a bit of a market for a wing fullback this week with um, Aitken getting named in the actual centers. Um, Oof, yeah. Yeah, I think... I don't know. It just seems like a lot of Panthers to have. Not that that's necessarily a bad thing because they're a team <laughs> the full of Jets. Yeah. Um, but yeah, look, I, I don't mind it. I don't mind it as a as an as an option um, for someone that can't afford like a Tedesco or doesn't want to gamble the Pappenhausen. Um, but yeah, I'll probably look at it a bit more this week to be honest. But at the moment, yeah, not not super sold on it. Yeah, and I mean, you're not really having to rush out and get him against the Roosters who are, you know, they're a pretty decent sort of side anyway. I mean, he could score 35 and only go up 10K and, you know, or he might could get 70 and then you're, you know, paying 600 and something for him, which is, you know, then you've got a different question again altogether. So, but I mean, you've got another guy who we'll probably speak about later who will be in that same price bracket or cheaper, you know, and plays around 17, but I'm sure we'll, we'll get there when we talk about him. Uh, Roosters, they are pretty much as per program outside Kiri rested again, Hutchinson in the halves. And I'm, I mean, the question was put to us in the group is whether Kiri, you know, is, are we expecting him to be out for a while? And is Hutchinson at 319k worth a look? Ryan, do you have a, an opinion there? Oh, look, the, the, the Kiri thing is just, it's, it really feels like a, how long's a piece of string type of thing. Um, mm. I, I can't say I'd be rushing to go out to buy Hutchinson with the, you know, Kiri. You don't, you don't know when he's going to be back. And he also hasn't really been lighting the house on fire. Like he's played um, 80 minutes the past two weeks and only put up a 27 and 28. So he's not really, you know, knocking the door down to scream by me. Um, mm. So, I mean, like I'd lean just stay away, especially given he's not playing round 17. Like I'd, um, I'd rather take a punt on say like a Fumanu Brown or something like that. Who's about 20 K cheaper. Yeah, and I mean, the thing with Hutchinson is 27 and 28 in almost 80 or 80 the last two weeks. So, I mean, you know, it's not like he's, yeah, it's not like he's saying, oh, 40. Even a, even, it's not even a guaranteed 35 average. You know, he really is, is you know, half the kick meters and, and no attacking involvements and a couple of tackles, and that's really the extent of it. So, mm-hmm. I mean, fantasy-wise, really in this team, we had our, our good friend of the show, Dale, um, the uh the the good friend of ours who is uh you know donating the Trident voucher to the number one overall finish actually wearing his jumper at the moment as you can see boys and um uh he it's put up Takiyaho it is mate it is comfy and um he put up Takiyaho as an option uh to much chagrin of the group members yesterday. Um uh, Rob were you lucky enough to be an owner of Takiyaho last year? Yeah, I did start with Takiyaho. That was no fun at all, was it? Yeah, mate. I think as soon as everybody saw his photo, we all collectively got PTSD. Uh, it just looked so good on paper last year, didn't it? Uh, yeah. Oh, man. You know, I just remember. Undervalued I, I went, gun. Yeah, I went away for the weekend 
with uh, with Tiffany up to this really nice uh, rainforest retreat um, up near um, the Australia Zoo called the Condalila Lodge. It's really really nice, relaxing. Hardly any phone reception, and um, we went away for this like couples night for the weekend or whatever and tuck yeah i'd had a couple of bad scores the couple of weeks before and i was then we booked her to get a like massage and i was like i'll book it for the time that the roosters game's on so i can sit down and watch the footy while she's getting a massage two birds one stone or whatever and i'm sitting watching and i was like having to walk outside to like check the fantasy scores and i was like oh his points aren't going up and i was just getting so frustrated and I was just like, I'm in this like really nice, like rainforest relaxing retreat and Tiffany's there getting a massage and I'm just there like swearing at the TV because Taki Aho wasn't scoring any fantasy points and just completely ruined my whole, you know, Zen vibe that was happening there. But um, yeah, no, so I think, uh, yeah, I think many people had similar memories or um, you know, issues around that. So, but I mean, you know, he has played a lot of additional minutes uh, due to players missing through injury, Nat Butcher, HIA, Egan Butcher, HIA, Fisher Harris, not Fisher Harris, yeah. Um, what's his name? Uh, Jared Boyer, Hargreaves, and um, and Radley, obviously, he's returning. So, Ryan, uh, I mean, is he somebody that you could potentially look at? Or, I mean, at 667K or whatever he is, we happen to let him go to the keeper. Yeah, I think I think the uh, the prevailing consensus is let him go through to the keeper. Um, he seems like he's a great option in draft. Like I, I I own him in draft, and he's been one of the best late round picks of the season. Um, I think if he was playing round seventeen, you'd get a lot more coaches willing to maybe roll the dice on him, like they are with say like a Joe Offen in Gowie or something like that. But yeah, I, I think he's just straight through to the keeper for me. Yep. Um, yeah, no, I agree. And I mean, I'd ask Rob for his opinion, but he's actually dropped out. So I have no idea where I'm he's still going. here. Lads. I'm still here. Oh, you're there. Do you just, just video drop off, out. mate? Yeah. All right. That's all right. Let's take his pants off. Yeah. No, nah, it's the, uh, <laughs> mate, it's not, it's not fantasy if you're wearing pants. Um, <laughs> uh, obviously outside of that, um, you know, Teddy keeper, uh, Billy Smith survives another week. Uh, and that's probably an Angus, obviously, keeper as well. And that's about it. Moving along to the Bulldogs and the Sharkies. Uh, Avarillo at fullback, putting out a couple of decent scores the last couple of weeks, Rob. But, I mean, there's one here I spoke to you guys about it earlier. I was looking at him. But, I mean, four tries in two weeks and still only averaging 51. Probably makes me a little bit concerned for his floor. Do you share that opinion or do you, are you interested in him at 400K as a potential Aiken replacement? Yeah, there's a lot of tries in there, I think Ryan pointed out. Um, so not, yeah, not it's exciting for if you own him already, but yeah, at, at his current price, I, I don't think I could do it. I think there's going to be cheaper options um, that offer more or the same as him. Yep. Uh, and um, I mean, yeah, like you say, if you got him at 292k or whatever he was, it is, yeah, you'd be, yeah, you'd be skipping down the road. But uh, I mean, this team outside of him has obviously a lot of fantasy options there with Karaz, lot doing great things for a lot of people. Matt Burton, obviously, a genuine keeper, op- uh, captaincy option week to week. They've got Max King, Josh Jackson, Fatal Mariner, Pangai, all fantasy relevant. Um, no sign again of Luke Thompson. And I wonder if maybe his time as a bulldog is finished. Well, I saw uh, news that apparently he'd gone back over to England for a some type of 
family thing and obviously he was still uh like suffering with the concussion too so yeah i, I don't know it could be a max king season for a little bit while longer yeah you know, that callum watkins situation do you think <laughs> released on compassionate grounds due to the fact that he's english and he sucks they just get homesick because they're soft right yeah no he has actually been good though he's been good he has been really good but you know is it a coincidence they he drops out and then they start winning i think max king's just a jet just six minutes unleash unleash yeah of course all the writing on the wall (laughs) all right um outside of that uh, it's basically, yeah, I mean, obviously all these guys, um, you know, you're on the Pangai coaster, you're on the Fatala coaster. Jackson's just plodding along doing his thing. Max King, keep loving it while you can. And, and that's pretty much it. I mean, um, the, the, the most annoying thing about this Bulldogs team is Karaz keeps getting named on the wing despite playing in the centre. I'm just, I'm just wondering, is this going to affect his dual position status in a couple of weeks? He's not getting dual position status, mate, because he's, it's, yeah. He just loves the two jersey, obviously. It's a dog, it's a dog act. It is. Um, all right. Then the Sharkies. Uh, Will Kennedy, everyone's favorite cash out probably for round 17. Um, both the centers have to come into calculations, but I did a little bit of a look today because obviously I've done the I've done the eight can shuffle upon the team list this, uh, this afternoon. Um, and I even looked at a guy like Ramian and I went back to 2020 and was surprised to see that his average in 2020 at center was only 33. Um, but I mean, um, their next couple of games is so they come up against the Bulldogs who have been playing pretty well. Um, but then even then they go into Storm Cowboys Panthers, which is not Oof. sort of ideal. So um it makes me sort of a bit concerned about him. And then obviously Talakai has a ceiling, but also has the floor as well. And I, I wonder if maybe I can't get similar scores out of Cooler that I'd get out of Ramian and what's the point? Mm. So, yeah, one of the conundrums, I'm sure there's, I'm not the only one that's facing this week, um, but obviously Nico Hines, another one there, who's a genuine captaincy option, option week to week. Cameron McInnes is obviously going to provide a lot of headaches for people. Um, Fanuka named on the bench though. So, I mean, that's probably a good sign. Um, and um, there's five players that have Wade Graham, including Ryan as well. So. Only <laughs> <did> the best. <laughs> that's a, it's the uh, he's he's the blue cheese of fantasy options, mate. It's uh, it takes a discerning palate <laughs> to be that disappointed. Blue, the blue steak, mate. Yeah. Oh, mate, blue steak's delicious. I'm not even talking. About, nah, I don't know about blue. I'll have a rare to medium rare there somewhere. Uh, oh, mate, game of the round, Cowboys Broncos. Um, fantasy wise. Uh, I guess Luciano named to make his debut for the Cowboys off the bench in the Helam Lukey role. Uh, no sign of Ruben Cotter at the moment. He's going to represent some headaches for people. Also Felty down there in 22. It'll be interesting to see what happens there with, you know, Hammer. So whether he just goes straight back to the bench and Granville down to 18, which you think is seems likely at the moment. Uh, but um, probably that part of it's not fantasy relevant. Luciano, I think a lot of people were looking at him, but they're definitely going to make him earn his minutes here, which is good for the Cowboys, but probably bad for anybody looking to buy him for fantasy. Um, and I mean, outside of Tumalolo, this Cowboys team's probably not fantasy relevant. Reese Robson? Oh, him. Yeah, I forgot yeah, about right. him. He's in my team too. Yeah. All right. 
Yeah, I still Rob's think Nanai as well. I just there hasn't really been a good opportunity to sell him. Just other fires. Um, yeah. Eventually, I'm with him on, but I think a lot of people mm. might still have him. Yeah, he looked a bit slow in Origin too. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, I mean, if you got him, you can play him this week, and then wait and see what happens. If he sucks, sell him next week. Um. Then across the Broncos, obviously, uh, Ezra Mam holds his spot. Fantastic, absolute fill up for everyone that bought him. Uh, crying stations for everybody like me that didn't. Um, is he still a buy option? Or are we sure now? that Gamble isn't going to come in at some point? No, because like, he's sure. he's in at twenty. Like he's coming back from injury. I think I'd be much happier if he wasn't in the. You know, in the extended reserves. Do you guys have Mam? Did you get him? No, no, I'm a salty non-owner. So all right, so we're a uh, we're an anti-Mam pro gamble podcast. That's good. <laughs> all right, yeah. So when Tyson Gamble gets named at the last minute to take Ezra Mam's spot, and everybody starts crying, when that happens, not if, when it happens, when um, that'll be that'll be a good thing for the amateurs. Um, <laughs> But Reynolds returns. Obviously, Glover will be happy with that one. Um, uh, he's not somebody I'd be super keen to buy at 803K. Um, I would like to eyeball him for a week off this injury and see what his performance is like, um, particularly 60 break-even. There's no rush there at all. Uh, Payne Haas named, but potentially a syndesmosis injury now for six weeks. So I don't know what's going on there. I think I saw a lower cool. leg from the physio. Um, sorry, yeah. lower ankle, so not yeah, syndesmosis. It's, it's not um, syndesmosis. Yeah, right. So it's just like a, a it's just like a twist Sprain ankle. And, yeah, yeah, yeah right. twist okay. ankle. classic um, yeah. zero to four weeks situation, probably. Yeah. Oh man, he's he's one of those guys. He loves he loves a he'll play and then gets injured twenty minutes in and goes off. Mate, he loves it. He's too cheap he to absolutely, sell. Absolutely, absolutely lives for disappointing his fantasy managers. Um, so yeah, I, I mean, if you got him, you probably assuming that he plays probably need to hold him at the price now. Um, I mean, my, you know, obviously I've never had him and I'm looking to buy him at some point if he's fit, but that's a big if at the moment. Um, and then obviously we got, uh, Paddy Carrigan doing great things as usual. Anything else here? Fantasy relevancy wise, Billy Walters, people still have him. I'm sure. Yeah, I think he's a fine like hooker backup if you still got him. Um, yeah, he's going to get you twenty five points. <laughs> Don't yep. put him in your seventeen. Maybe loop him, but I guess they play pretty pretty late this week. Yeah, I'll see if you can maybe you can plug in a you know, red dot or something. I don't know who, which which red dots people have at the moment. So I just got my um, guy from I got my guy from the next game, Davi Moali sitting down there in twenty one being a, a red dot. Um, I might even be able to, I've got so many mids. I, f- I can't do the like trick where you loop the mid in because it's the only player on the bench. Because I got sandwich. three thousand, I got three thousand mids. Um, but it's moving on to the Southwest Eels game. Latrell Mil- Mitchell makes his return. I mean, he's the guy I sort of alluded to earlier in the uh, in the Toto price bracket because I mean he's got a break even seventy three coming up against Parramatta, fresh off that hamstring injury. Certainly not buying him this week, but absolutely somebody at 2% ownership as a round 17 option. I can't see him being named for state of origin. Uh, goal kicking, you know, is he somebody at that price point 
that you guys, I mean, Ryan, I'll start with you. Is he somebody you would have a have a jab at? Oh, look, I'll certainly put him on the watch list. I'm very comfortable to wait a week coming off such a serious injury and given the high break even, you certainly can as well. But um, with the sort of lack of elites uh, wing fullbacks, I think he's got to come into consideration. Like um, outside of Hines and Teddy, I'm not sure there's another elite wing fullback if Pap loses the goal kicking because I sort of have him in, potentially in the same bracket as these guys um, with our goal kicking moving forward. So... Yeah, I, I guess we'll see. I'm happy to sit and wait. Yeah, well, I mean, it's Pat, Latrell, Garrick, all guys who do goal kicking at points and um, and Ponga. Hmm. So, I mean, if Clifford's not in the team, Ponga's the goal kicker, but he's not named, which means Hoyle goal kick this week. But ideally, but you know, it's if just in doubt, very frustrating to um, to own, own from a fantasy perspective. Like, oh, 100%. It just doesn't get through much work. Um, so yeah. he, you're really relying on those attacking players, and the Souths have mm. been quite bad this year. Um, yeah. But is so, that because they're missing their marquee player? Maybe, maybe, or one of them. But I think they've players. just missed it. They've just missed. They just missed like a few different players, I think, and yeah. just haven't really got going. And I, uh, yeah, I'm more than willing to let him um, have a look for a week. But I, I'm oh. pretty sure I'm not going to own him this this year. I've owned yeah. him enough. Oh mate, if he if he comes out and puts on a like sixty or whatever, um, he'll demand some serious attention at five hundred eighty k next week. Yeah, and then he'll get you twenty one the week after. <laughs> oh mate, most fullbacks can do that. Trust me, or at least they get or they give you a two in the first minute and go off with the HIA and don't come back, which does happen as well. I mean, outside of Latrell, we really got. Uh, Jai Arrow, who <laughs> maybe some people still have him, and then Cookie and Murray. And I think, obviously, Freddie's done a big favour for Cookie managers by uh, having him not play 80 minutes in origin. So you have to imagine he's going to get through a, an 80-minute stint here for the Rabbits with um, Nick Arima probably coming on in our utility or a <laughs> Ryan's just pointing his camera at his cat. Um, a, a utility middle forward role. Um, uh, I mean, Cookie, obviously he's probably, he, he, he's somebody that like, I would have steered somebody away from during the origin period, but I think now I'd be okay. If somebody wanted to grab him this week, if they needed a hooker, um, yeah, Ryan, what do you think about that? Yeah, absolutely. I, I think now that he's not an 80 minute origin hooker anymore, I think it's a pretty safe time to jump on. Um, you don't have to worry about it in, um, years past him playing two bigger minutes and, yeah, getting a rest or something like that. So, yeah, I think it's good a time as any to buy whenever you want. Yep. Yeah, and I'm I mean, um, can... this week, actually. So, oh, good. There you go. Yeah. And uh, Murray's the other one as well with a 64 break even, but coming off at 71. 819K is a pretty nice price, I think, for somebody that can score like Murray. Um, although he copped that foot in the face after the HIA or whatever the other night. Oh, no, maybe that was Angus that got the, the foot in the face, but. I mean, they shouldn't be very tired because they were basically just standing waiting for Nathan Cleary to kick goals over the weekend. So they should be all right. Um, and yeah, he's another one you can sort of jump on if you feel so inclined. Uh, the Eels team, obviously quite interesting for round 17 though, given all of their origin forwards from game one didn't play game two, aside from Junior Paulo, who's not fantasy relevant and probably on the never again list. Uh, but I mean, fantasy wise, I got Panasini there who's been, you know, going to be an interesting option for those of us that have Aiken and Penasini and we're planning on moving Penasini on, but now maybe not. 
but um, it's probably Moses, Dylan Brown, two options for round 17. Same with Reed Marnie, Papali'i, Ryan Madison. There's a, there's a lot of options there. Rob, is any one of those tickling your fancy this week? I think I'll, I'll give uh, Papali'i another week or so to just hopefully come down. I know he'll, he'll probably get his break even this week um, after I say that. But, yeah, I'm happy to wait a week um, and get him maybe 17 or even 18 maybe. His break-even's in the 80s, isn't it? So, mm. um, yeah, it's it's... Yeah, look, he's not going to make a whole bunch more money um, and he's as cheap, probably about as cheap as you're going to get him. So I'm fine with getting him this week if you want points. We think it's going to be Madison, Edge, Puppley, Middle or the other way around. I know that's where they're named, but we know that doesn't no. really mean anything. No, I think Brad Arthur's finally figured it out. He said in the press conference after the game last week that um, Puppley's just suited better to being on an edge. Like it just works for their team a little bit more. I think he's finally figured that out. I think... A lot of uh, people could have told you told him that <laughs> quite a while ago. Eight weeks but, ago. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or two years Any ago. Any Warriors fan will tell you that he's not a not a mid-middle. So yeah. Mate, in fairness though, you guys, you Warriors fans, you thought it was a dud and you were happy to let him go for Look, 150. I don't want to talk about so, it. Yeah, we <laughs> now we need to talk about it, mate, because we need you to learn your lesson. It's not my lesson. We all know that uh, Rob. I don't know if you guys know, but Rob's in charge of recruitment and retention at the Warriors. So if you're not happy with the Warriors team, it's exclusively Rob's fault and send him some private messages directly to his personal Facebook. That's why he likes it like that. Yeah, so. that's fine. We can we can talk about the Warriors next. <laughs> well, I mean, obviously we know we've talked at nauseum about Reed Marnie and Madison and these guys. If you want them, buy them. If you don't, don't buy them. And that's probably it. But let's move along to the Warriors. Now, Rob, you have prepared a special essay for us on the Warriors tonight. Is that correct? Yeah, I actually don't have it in front of me, but I have it all committed to memory, thankfully. Um, but I just wanted to okay. talk a little bit about the last time the Warriors played in New Zealand, which was round 24, 2019 against the South. I think we lost by about 30 Same assumption. Same <laughs> assumption. It was, um, it was pretty horrible. I think I left either at halftime or before the end, it was certainly like, but at that point we were not to know that that was going to be the last game we were going to go see for, you know, two years. So it's very exciting, but I just wanted to, to illustrate the number of people in that team um, that played all those years ago that are no longer in the team, or in fact, don't even play rugby league anymore. Um, we've only got two because Pompey wasn't named. We've only got two players from, that 2019 round 2014, which is Harris Tevita and Jazz Tavanga. Um, for some reason, Bunty was not in that team. I, I wonder if he was just on the outer or something at that point. Um, but yes, let me uh, just find the list of 2019. You guys talk amongst yourselves for a second. Yeah, well, you, you chuck onto that that Harris Tevita has only got a couple extra games at the club because he's already announced he's leaving. We're only left with Jazz Tavanga. Um, come very That's shortly. That's what you call a rebuild. Yeah. Build around <laughs> yeah, Justin Munger. <laughs> the future. Oh, yeah. I, okay. I actually want to bring this up right now because I think we missed it last week and we had a request. So we did the Who Would You Rather Have a Beer With segment. Mm -hmm. um, 
We missed it last week after we got good reports on it. So I want to bring it up now. So in this Warriors team, I want to sort these players into blokes that you'd like to have a beer with or blokes that you would not like to have a beer with. So Reese Walsh. Now I might, I think maybe this is going to be unpopular, but I don't think I would like to have a beer with Reese Walsh. Would you like to have a nose beer with him? <laughs> Mate, I do not participate in those sort of activities. Neither do I. Neither do I. I'm just questions out there. No, I do not. I would. I would not like to participate in any sort of recreational activities. This is entrapment, Rob. This is entrapment. Yeah, I don't know why. I just think he'd be like one of those guys that would never be happy in the pub that you were in. You know, like he's a child you, though, right? Yeah, he's like, and you've 19. all got that mate. You've all got that mate. You go to the pub and they're like, oh, this place is dead. I know this other bar that's really good. And you walk for like 45 minutes to go to this other bar that's got the exact same amount of people in it than the one you were just in. <laughs> Except they're all like 18 years old and their, their eyeballs are they eye, like pupils are the size of 20 cent pieces. And you're just like, oh, okay, right, all right. This is where we are. All right. Okay. I just feel like he'd be that sort of guy. But, I, think, um, uh, <laughs> I was going to say, like, I think is the, is the most popular bloke in this team to have a beer with Tohu? No, see, I feel like he'd, I feel like he'd just have a lemon lime bitters and then go home. Yeah. That's a good point, actually. Yeah. He's yeah. very sensible. I feel like he'd he like, he'd sensible. be like, oh, sorry, I've got to go home and mow the lawn <laughs> or something, <laughs> you know? Like he'd be the guy that goes and plays golf and doesn't drink while he's playing golf. Yeah, he's What's a bit too responsible. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. But I right. what the reason why I thought of this is I'd like to have a beer. I think Jazz Devanga would be good to have a beer with. Yeah, no, yeah, I could see a bit, that. Of, bit of mongrel in him. Bit of mongrel, I think yeah. Mitch Barnett when he comes to the Warriors will be will be a good value as well. Right. No. Uh, I know uh, who that, those two should never be in the same team either. I mean, I yeah, reckon. Uh, fight. I reckon Chanel Harris Devita. He's gone way up in my books just after playing half of a game of footy with a busted nut. Like I reckon, <laughs> just for that alone, I'd buy him a beer. Yeah, that's the story you tell. That's the story that you tell. He he's up in the uh, the the history books with Peter Wallace. Yes, the great halves of all time. The elites. Yeah. So All right, I, I want to give I've a shout out in front of me now. Um, whenever you're ready, of guys that you do and don't want to have a beer with. Yeah, no, of of the 2019 <laughs> team. I'm going to run through it very quickly. I'm sorry, okay, I paused it for ten minutes. All right, no, all right, okay. all right. So Jazz Tavana, as mentioned, he still in the team. Lachlan Burr, medically retired, which is a shame because he was, you know, a good fantasy guy in 2019. Um, yeah, and not Armau. Absolutely not. Leeson Armau retired. Oh, Isaiah Papali'i, um, obviously the best second rower in the league. How, how are we to know? Um, Roger Tuivasa-Shek is an all-black now, which is very exciting. Um, Isaac Luke, do we know what Isaac Luke's doing? I think he lives in Brisbane, but... He just, I yeah, just he lives in, on Twitter. Yeah, I was going to say he lives in Brisbane yeah. and he talks shit on Twitter. He That's actually, all I could find he out about him. pretty good on Twitter. Um, is he friends with Corey Norman? I feel like he'd be friends with Corey Norman. Would you ever be with Corey Norman? No. <laughs> <laughs> You'd end up in the watch house. 
No way, man. No way. It's not even that. I just don't. I just reckon he'd rate himself too much, Corey Norman, eh? And you got to hang out with his bikey mates too if you go for a beer with him. Yeah. Yeah, exactly yeah. right. right. Got to go and get uh, a haircut Ken... from Tavita Pangai Jr.'s barber. Ken Mamalo, obviously on the Tigers. Ed and Pompey finally dropped. Ignatius Parsi, I think he's a builder now. I couldn't quite figure out. Um, I did good, a little mate. bit of a link. There's nothing wrong with being the noble profession of being a builder, mate. Absolutely so, not. Um, he also won He won a title with St. Allen's and then, you know, which is more than the rest of his Warriors mates can say. Um, mm. Cody Nikarima, obviously a benchy. Peter Hiku, absolute gun at the cows. Oh, mate. Blake yeah. Green. He fits, a, he, he fits the Cowboys recruitment and retention strategy, Peter Hiku, as well. As in former Warriors. Washed up Kiwi players. <laughs> yeah. Blake Green, I think he was the... Newcastle women's coach. Um, I don't know if that ever got off the ground. Okay. Um, and yeah, the rest look closer to us playing Super League. Um, Sam Lasone is playing for the Titans. Lingy Sal is probably playing Super League or retired. I couldn't find out. And Harris Tavita still on the bench. So yeah, pretty fizzed up for this Warriors game. Um, Love that. To be honest. Mm. I actually like... I actually kind of like this Warriors team. I feel like they're one middle forward short and they're carrying Bailey Sirian like and, and Katoa on the bench. Yeah. Yeah, Sirian has well, no place in that 17, but I just don't know if we have anyone to replace him. Yeah. But he just doesn't It depends what style of footy they can play. Or, if they just want to yeah. play, if they just want to play like up tempo and play, move Curran into the front row and, and play Sirian at lock or whatever, like I'm okay with that. But yeah, I don't know. It's just, yeah, I feel like it, this team's confused about its identity. Yeah. I do think but, that um, for the Warriors, Aitken and Arthur's is the best scene appearing. Um, oh, 100%. 100%. Much to it, the chagrin of fantasy managers. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but sometimes we all coaches, have Aiken here. <laughs> yeah. 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 Sometimes what are we doing coaches with um, make the best decision for the football team rather than our fantasy teams, unfortunately. I thought I about it. More about that, Rob. I thought about it and they are playing the Tigers in their first game back in New Zealand. Um, so if you have to hold him for a week, um, I don't think I, I could see him getting 50 between 50 and 60. I could see him bagging a try. Um, but it's not about them. one week, mate. It's about, no, no, I know. Season. I know. But if, cause it's going to be a problem still next people, week. If you have more important yeah. people to move on, I'm saying, um, yeah, absolutely no the issue with moving them on this week, though. Yeah, the important thing to remember is everybody's got four trades, so and he's got to break even a sixty. So the odds of him hitting a sixty at centre are fairly low to non-existent. So you're either committing to the hold, and I'm actually not even saying that that's a bad strategy, right? Because Aiken, even at centre, used to be a keeper or a borderline keeper at one time or another. Outside of Burton, there's nobody that I'm looking at going, this player is obviously better outside of maybe Zach Lomax. And Zach Lomax mm. is an interesting one because he's 9K less, goal kicking again, pretty high floor and ceiling. Dragons have a fairly decent schedule. That's a trade that I'm looking at executing as a pod, you know. But, I mean, a lot of people have Tyler Mays, Isaac Targo, 
Will Penasini, Joseph Sawali, even these sorts of guys. Um, <clears throat> so I'd be happy, you know, if you had a, a a surplus of wing fullback center dual options and you wanted to move him on to get a forward, I, I think that's probably the good move. Um, but <clears throat> if he's like, if you're like me, as where well, where I've so, sort of locked my team in uh, based on the idea that he was going to be in the centers, I think. Uh, it'd be okay to hold him. Just really depends on what your team composition is looking like. Ryan, what do you think about it? Because you've been sort of quiet for the last 10 minutes now. Yeah, look, I had similar thoughts to Rob in that he's not an urgent trade. If you want to hang on to him this week, uh, it's probably not urgent, but I'm, I'm leaning towards selling myself just because at centre, I don't see a real material difference between, say, playing him or Taylor May. Um, it's just that Aiken is about 110, 120k more than you, you know, your Mays, your Targos of the world. So, I mean, if you're getting similar scores for, and you were looking at moving Targo on, yeah, you're better served moving on the guy that's 120k more. So that's sort of um, my thoughts and where I'm leaning towards. So I'm, I'm thinking because I've, I've still got about 200k in the bank, so like I could afford like Aiken to Matto or something like that if I wanted to this week. So I'm, I'm leaning towards something like that. Yeah, I think if you can do that, that's a great great move to make i mean my problem is like so i i look at something like and i go like oh do i just shift cooler there and just buy a like a cheapie but i've sort of like i'm almost done so i sort of need to turn him into a gun center because it's really just burton and daylight now Mm. did you have a look at jack bird i did have a look at jack bird (laughs) and the reason why i so i I had a look at Jack Bird and I'm I'm like 10k short of doing Aitken and Savage to Bird and Pup and Pappenhausen, which I was concerned. I was I was preparing today that Savage was going to be named at 14 and CNK was going to be at fullback. I was like mentally preparing myself for that. Now that hasn't happened, I'm probably looking at maybe Aitken to Bird banking the money and I'll have like 400K or something in the bank. And then I just need to hope that Savage beats his break even by like 10 points more than Pappenhausen beats him by, which theoretically should be possible. However, um, probably a good segue, but I mean, we completely missed the West Tigers. I have concerns about Savage this week being a late swap in the last game. If I'm playing in in the wing fullback, late swap with CNK where Savage goes to the bench and you're stuck if you're playing him in your wing fullback spot, not being able to. And I mean, I, I don't 100% think that's going to happen, but I've got like this really gross like feeling in the pit of my stomach. Like, Ryan, I can see you shaking your head. You don't think it's going to happen? No, I think this Raiders team is going to be 1 to 17. Like oh, I said a couple of weeks ago when I was, um, when we were talking about Savage as a buyer, like back in round 14, that this was a possibility. I, you know, I spoke about that Sticky likes to bring backs back um, on the bench. He's done this with Chance before. He did it last year, um, coming back off an injury. Personally, I just think this team's going to be 1 to 17. Every chance Chance takes this fullback jersey starting in round 18. Um, but I, I think Savage is going to start there for at least this one, one week. Hmm. I like it. I mean, that's what I want to hear. That's a sort of, you know, direct confidence. So you're saying to you. trust Sticky? Is that is that what you're saying? Oh, he doesn't no. mess around. He, do, he doesn't mess around with his one to seventeen. Like when he names his one to seventeen, he actually doesn't mess around that often. It's just that like come Tuesday is when he likes to uh, mess around and, and give us all the bumps mm. here. But he's been pretty consistent yep. with the one to seventeens recently. Yeah. No, I like it, Picasso. <laughs> all right. <laughs> 
Uh, moving across to the Tigers, who we sort of half skipped out here. James Roberts makes his return, thank God. Luke Brooks holds the jersey, as we spoke about. Farmano Brown stays at nine. I was confused why everybody was asking about Farmano Brown. Now I know why you're asking about him. Um, is he going to hold up to a full workload there? They don't have a they don't have a hooker on the bench. I'm a bit confused as um, to what the go is there. My my first thought that jumped into my head is that Adam Dewey's going to go to six. Um, he's going to take Brown off, and Brooks is going to go to hooker. When's a little back? Is he next week? He's, or? Well, he's in, he's the, in the, the reserves. Yeah. He's on 21. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Don't like it. I don't like it. Seems like I, I think trap. I'm happy to wait a week and wait, wait a week and see what happens there. I think. Um, mm. I'm much more interested in number 14. Stefano Ujo Gamanu. Uh, he's he comes back cheap. off injury under 400 K. Um, I was a naysayer in the preseason. And, um, you know, proved right. And then now seems to me like if 12 is actually going to be out for the year. Uh, I I was listening to Magic Sponge the other night. I actually went to the trouble of messaging the physio about this. So I have a theory about the Tigers. And because he's sort of, his contention is there's no way that a player would get named out, named, ruled out for the rest of the season, less than 24 hours after getting a concussion not to mention that the room was also that he'd been ruled out of the World Cup. So my theory, and it's just a theory, and I have no information about this, so don't come after me, West Tigers, is I think they sat him down after the game. And they're like, look, mate, it's not our year. You're part of our long-term plans. You've had a couple of concussions this year, which means we've got a really good excuse to put you on ice. We're going to pay you your full salary if you don't play on the world, in the World Cup because we don't want you getting injured in the off season. That's what I think happened. And I think he went, mm. no worries. So I, that, that is my theory is they've taken the opportunity to put him on ice and he's not, he, that, if that's the reason, because yeah, that would reconcile with, you know, them just t- saying they weren't going to let Luciano go because Madge was saying they were going to make the final still. He gets fired. Luciano's gone. Twile's gone for the year now, apparently. You know, they're debuting, you know, players. James Roberts is playing for some reason. They're obviously just shuffling the deck chairs on the Titanic. And I think given the fact that we've got, you know, two aging middle forwards in the starters and Stefano obviously was fantastic and he's part of their long-term plans as well. But, I mean, really needs to get some footy under his belt this year. He's somebody who could step straight into that Alex Twole 55 to 60-minute role you know, come on after 20 minutes and play the game out. And I mean, even if he plays 50 minutes at his price, he's a value, but I mean, he's I mean, obviously we can watch this week, um, but in games where he plays at least 50 minutes, um, his average is 50 and 59. So, I mean, that would make him, you know, absolute fill up round 17 option. Um, and but break even a 39, obviously, no rush. Mm. Yeah, I, I think he's a uh, like there's no disputing his talent and his PPM. Like, we knew that in the preseason. Like, the only thing that was holding us back in the preseason was his role and how many minutes he was going to play. And I think that's still the equation now. Like, you just, um, uh, especially with the break even at 39, like, I'm happy to wait a week, see what his role is, see how they're going to use him moving forward. Um, I suspect. 
they're going to build his minutes up moving forward as well. Um, mm. But he does seem like a potential round 17 option and like maybe a great 18th man. Yeah, exactly right. And I mean, you know, mids kind of, unfortunately, there's 3,000 mid options. Um, mm. You know, it's not really a position of need for a lot of teams, but yeah, he's certainly, you know, a great, like, you know, if you've got a savage or something like that, all of a sudden, like we say, you know, CNK, you know, comes on after 60 minutes, plays the last 20 at fullback or whatever for the Raiders this weekend. And they go, oh, yeah, CNK's our fullback moving forward, bang, straight to Stefano, probably straight swap, and you got an 18th man there or something like that. Uh, I mean, obviously, and and then the the elite gun keeper, Joe Offengau is the other one who uh, certainly not hurt by the injury to Twal, probably doesn't benefit from it because he was already playing monster minutes. But, um, yeah, he's certainly uh, a keeper option, round 17, rest of the season gun type dude who doesn't seem to be anywhere near the origin team either. So yeah, we sort of spoke about him last week. Um, moving along to the dragons, Ben Hunt being named despite um, carrying some sort of lower leg injury. Um, fantasy wise, it's really kind of, you know, if you've got Ramsey, he's available for around 17 for you. But outside of that, it's probably only Jack DeBellin as somebody that you'd be looking at buying. Sorry, not Jack DeBellin, Jack Bird. Um, but I mean, Jack DeBellin is, is in the contention, but probably not somebody that we're recommending, but I mean, Jack Bird is at 400 and something K, uh, an interesting option for Aiken where you can put basically the best part of 200 K in the bank. Mm, yeah. I, again, he seems like one of those guys that is there really a whole lot of difference between like him and Targo? Like if you say you already stole Targo like myself, like, and you're looking for that type of center, like, I, I don't think. You could do too much better with, um, you know, than going for a Jack Bird. And he seems to be the cheapest of all the available options. He probably doesn't have the ceiling of, say, like a Targo. Um, but you're probably going to get reliable 40s most week out of him. So he's a solid mm. option. Yeah. Even Are if you, you can play in some sort of a loop. Targo is a hold now. I, I think... Um, if I had Targo and Aiken, and a lot of people do, and a lot of people are looking at moving Targo on this week, I, I personally would probably move Aiken on before Targo now, just because yeah. like I spoke about this before, I don't see a whole lot of, uh, using the old Mark line from last week, I don't see a whole lot of material difference now between Aiken and Targo in terms of their scoring potential. So I guess why would you hang on to the guy that's 120K more? Like I'd rather, there's a lot more you can do with that money rather than Targo. And, and plays in a better team too. And PFP is a whole lot better than the Warriors. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, and you know, basically, short of something outrageous happening, he's got a job for the rest of the year in the same spot. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's probably, and then obviously the Raiders, Adam Elliott is an elite gun until further notice and Savage is Tarpany. a wing fullback until further notice. Tarpany's a jet until further notice. And that's, that's probably Tarpany it. Tarpany is very good. He was very good for the Kiwis as well. Mm. He's been monster. He's been a monster this year. Mm. Yeah. Interesting stuff. I don't like so many Raiders being elite options, making me nervous. All right, boys, move on to some questions. Yes. Best yeah. time of the week. All right. All right, I'm going to plug into the Facebook ones first. Um, so um, so we, we put this up before uh, Teamless were named. So easy question, thoughts on Adam Dewey with a high B, but playing the Warriors, obviously, off the bench, not buying until further notice. 
um, and no disagreements from that one. Everyone's shaking their head. Move along. Um, so, uh, Rob, who is the better option out of Ryan Madison and Isaiah Papali'i? <laughs> That's such a good question. Um, Your favorite kid. Yeah, I I want Papali'i too much. I think Papali'i at edge is going to be a must. Um, I know I said this last week, but um, if he is playing on the edge and all all um, by all accounts, it seems like he is. I think yeah, I, I'm. I'm going to be getting Papali'i at some point this season. So I'm going to say him. Yep. Ryan, but this week, I think if you're buying someone this week, I'd, I don't know, maybe you look at Madison because he's break even's lower, right? But Yeah, but there's only 12K between them. It doesn't really matter at that point. No, nah, no. Nah. You just buy your one here, you think is going to score better rest of the season and cross your fingers. Um, yeah, I would probably lean towards Papali'i as well. Just, you know, 80 minute on the edge. Worst case scenario is a 50 minute middle averaging. 50-ish. Best case is a 60-plus edge. Mm -hmm. Um, So Haas possible Sindus Moses. Well, he's been named, so seems like not at this point. Ryan, is it too early to bring in a cash-out 220K player? And if you were going to bring one in, who would it be? Oh, I feel like round 17 is sort of the perfect time to now look at like a 220K um, like cash out. Um, and, and I'm glad you asked because like I'll be dropping that article um, shortly after this. Uh, we're done recording this podcast with all of the uh, cash out options I can see. Um, I, I guess one sneaky one that I'll throw out there um, would be Braden Trindle at 220K. Um, not named this week, but... If Nico Hines gets named as 18th man in the New South Wales Blue squad, as he has been for the past two games, you would assume Trindle would slot into that um, seven jersey in round 17. And he also would provide a handcuff. Um, you know, like handcuffing is something people do a lot in NFL fantasy where you you get the backup for your star player. Um, so if anything was to happen to Hines, you've instantly got his replacement sitting there on, on, your, on your bench. So... I think Trindle is one to watch if um, if Hines uh, gets named in the Blues squad for game three. Yeah, and I mean, there's not really anybody that's good outside of that. So that's probably the way I'd go as well. The only problem, obviously, is you can't use him as a loop because he seems to be always in and around that, you know, 18th mm. man-ish, you know, so that's the downside of it. Whereas if you yep. snag somebody like uh, Davi Moali or someone like that, they're either in or they're, or they're not. You know, yep. seemingly, but he seems to be pretty low down the pecking order at the moment. So maybe not. Um, yeah. So I don't know. Oh, it's always a good policy to pick up a jewel where you can. Um, and maybe even somebody that you're hundred percent sure isn't going to play, but um, no, nah, I think if you're looking for somebody who actually might score or become available at some point, that's probably Trindle's probably the way to go there. Uh, <laughs> Rob, you're getting the hard ones tonight, mate. All right, let's say you sold Matt Burton in round four and until now you have been too stubborn to buy him back. He's now 828K. Would you be looking to get who, sorry, who would you be looking to get as the centers, keep Targo, Crichton and May, or are we looking at Manu or someone like Rapana or just suck it up and buy Burton with a laughing, crying face? Oh, that's so punishing, isn't it? I think you, I think you have to get Burton. I was looking at Rapana today, actually. He's really cheap. <laughs> but mm-hmm. no, I'd get Burton. He's also a 30-something-year-old winger. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, no. Um, yeah, I'd, I'd get that in. I would, I think you just pay, pay up. Yeah. Yep. Yep. It's I, I, take your medicine. I, I, I tend to agree. For me, Burton is like Hines um, in your wing fullback. Like it's just sort of must have at this point. Um, yeah. Like it, it just sucks. You got to pay a premium for him, but like he's one of those players that he's just so much better than every other center option. You just, you mm. just have to. It's such a cheat code. It's like a couple of years ago when you had John Bateman in your centers. Like if you didn't have him, you're just costing yourself points every week. So got to do it. Um, what do we do with Walters, Ryan? He's now 441K. I've accidentally held him until now, considering cashing him down to Volkman or Kennedy to fund other upgrades, or is he still a handy jewel? Oh, look, uh, it's kind of up to you. I, I'm fine to cash him out. His break even is 15, so he's by no means a, a must move on. He's probably got a little bit more cash to make, but, I mean, at the same point, Kennedy's probably going to start going up shortly so i mean if if uh mm. if moving him on facilitates other upgrades then yeah I'd, I'd, I'd sell him yeah and i mean you can probably pick your poison if you're intent on getting a round 17 player then kennedy's your man or a wing fullback's more valuable but i mean if you're just choosing those two on their face value i think volkman's the way that i would go personally yep um you know if you're ever worried about the fact that you might have to play him in your 17 at some point then it's volkman all the way so um Hutchinson we discussed earlier um and then we got Hughes Pappenhausen Barnett and Joe Offengowie in for Targo Cotter Nanai and Ilias Ryan how do you feel about that sorry what was the question so Jerome Hughes Ryan Pappenhausen Mitch Barnett and Joe Offengowie in Mm-hmm. Targo, Cotter, Nanai, Ilias out. Oh, that's a mega trade. Um, yeah, I guess for overall, I, I don't hate it. Like we've spoken about Hughes already. Um, not someone I'd be looking at buying, but if you're going hard for overall, I, I wouldn't talk you out of it unless we, unless Munster does play this week, then I probably wouldn't go for it. But um, yeah, otherwise yeah. I, I'm mostly okay with it. I'd probably, if it was me, I'd probably look to swap Instead of getting Joe O, I'd probably be targeting a like a Frizzell or something like that who's 100K cheaper mm. and spend the 100K extra from Hughes on Moses or Dylan Brown. Yep. No, that's a good move. Yeah. But, you know, in the, in the format, in principle, I like it. Um, but I'll just see if I can shuffle some of the deck chairs on the Titanic to make that work. And even if you got to go... Yeah, even if you got to go to... Uh, Mm, yeah, so you're sort of running into a little bit of trouble there in that in that price bracket. Yeah, no, it's, it's interesting. Definitely something like that. I like it as a whole. I mean, obviously, if you can optimize it a little bit better, I'd I'd probably do that. But uh, outside of that, I like the concept. Rob, yes. What are we doing with Ruben Cotter? Oh yeah, <laughs> I, <laughs> I was waiting for this trade to come. Um, I think, so he's back round 20, allegedly. Um, yeah, it's a long time. It's a long time. I think uh, head-to-head, like final starting round 21, 22 maybe, yeah, there's so many must-win games in there. Um, so I think I'm going to get Cook. Um, I think I 
would highly recommend trading unless you have like no trades left. But mm. yeah, it's just it's just so much cash to have on the bench, and a lot of people aren't going to have hooker cover either. So mm. yeah, I think just rip the bandaid off and get Damian Cook is my advice. Or yeah, or you could get Robson. They're still pretty similar price, aren't they? Yeah, about the same. Yeah. So yeah, I'm fine so. with that. Yeah, it's mm. it's just a yeah, it's just such an all-time terrible trade from me, but. You never know. Not even you never know. What's not even happen. one score from him. Not even one score. Yeah. All, all, all you got was the momentum and the the exhilaration of having him in your team before the inevitable. All, all we got was yeah. a TikTok that got that got a thousand likes, right? <laughs> a thousand yeah. views. Actually, the the bloke I'm playing at the Hurt Logger this week traded Haas to Cotter last week. Oh rip! Yeah, just all time brutal. Yeah. No, it's bad times. Um, um, yeah. All right. Yeah. Get get cooked though. I think. Yeah, yeah. So the in short trade is the, the advice. Yeah. So uh, yeah. um yeah. Right. Uh we want mm-hmm. to sell Ponga, but is it the right time? Replacement has replacement has to be max six hundred K. And if I put him in my emergency, the back three would be Heinz Cooler Savage. I mean, it's probably not a bad back three if you if you just want to run that for, for a week. Um it probably depends how comfortable you are going with one of these, um, you know, sub 600k options like your Toto's or potentially a Brimson or Latrell. a drink water or I guess drink water is over 600. Yeah, Latrell. Latrell. Mm. Um, oh, jeez. I, I, mm. I mean, if you don't like Toto, I'd probably just lean towards holding, to be honest. Yep, I agree. Yeah, mm. I agree. Gents, head-to-head, short on cash and trades. Um, what are we projecting for Hughes, Barnett, Murray, DC, and Grant? So, I mean, I we'll cover this. Obviously, Grant is an elite 55-plus average hooker. So is Murray. Um, DC and, yeah, Murray, DCE, high 50s, mid and halves. Barnett. Low 50s, Hughes, anywhere between 27 and 60, depending on how many tries he scores. Absolutely. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, Hughes is not somebody that I'd be looking to purchase at this point still. So. Uh, Frizzell's HIA, blessing in disguise, causing him to miss Origin 2, drop in price, price and much more likely to play Origin 3. Are we on board with that narrative? No, I don't think there's any way he plays Origin 3, is there? Like, no, not after I, the Blues 1. So, yeah, so we are on board with the narrative. We don't think he's going to play Origin yeah. 3. Yeah. So, no. yeah. No, I think, and I think he's a, I think he's a good buy this week if you need somebody. Mm-hmm. Uh, another one, if we have time, uh, the top two guns in each position, assuming that we put them in their optimal positions. Uh, Ryan, so starting with you, mate, what do you, I mean, top two hookers? What do you think? I think it's pretty obvious, isn't it? Cook Grant. I don't think it's yep. too controversial. Yeah, or maybe, you know, is Cotter, does Cotter, is Cotter, uh, not Cotter, is um, Robson a chance of pinching the spot from Grant there, given the yeah, mm. minutes, or you think Grant's going to go back to? No, I, I, I think it's pretty safe. Cook Grant, one, two, and then um, Cotter, Robson, when, once Cotter's healthier, the 
you know, the three, four, and that's probably the only four keeper hookers um, in the game this year, I think. Yep. What about you, Rob? Um, front row, I guess maybe your middle is let's get, let's extend it to three, but I mean, your top two, what do you think? Uh, Murray Papali'i probably. Mm-hmm. Um, Yo, maybe Not a third. third. Yeah, I don't know. I I guess in an ideal team you probably have Papali'i at edge, don't you? But maybe not because you have three mids. Yeah, I'm gonna say Papali'i, uh, Murray, my top two. Yep. Yep, I'm on board with that. Um, top two edges. I'm probably gonna say. It's kind of a hard position, isn't it? I mean, Angus Crichton, I like. Madison. Yeah, Madison. Um, Ola Kawatu is another one who's interesting and, and seems to be going from strength to strength. So Hudson Young's sneakily gotten expensive again somehow as well, even though I was talking about him at 500-something K. Uh, he's over 700 now, but not somebody. I think for Fido is one to keep an eye on if he manages to go back to an 80-minute edge player considering he's barely played this year, but probably not. Uh, halves, it's pretty self-explanatory with uh, Cleary and DCE. Um, I thought you were going to say Cleary Sexton. Oh, mate. Well, yeah. Or, or uh, I mean, Munster and Reynolds is, you know, I mean, Reynolds is, has to be in the conversation. Uh, Reynolds but, will push for overall probably, like, because he plays yeah, 17. Total um, points, but... yeah. Yeah. I think if you were playing head-to-head, you'd want DCE and Cleary. Yep, um, who's the second best center outside of Burton? Campbell Graham. Or Telekai. I'd take Zach Lowe, Max over both of them. Yeah, probably. You reckon? I think so. Oh, Manu. We just need Manu to play fullback, right? How good was he? No, <laughs> not good. He's good if you like accruing run meters and not actually doing good things for your team. I saw your ridiculous take. What was it? It's not um, a ridiculous take, mate. It's no, it's it an elite. It's an elite opinion, yeah. mate. I don't have ridiculous <laughs> takes. I only have correct information on Twitter. What what was it? What was it? Someone someone with a he's this Corey. T- he's Corey Thompson Corey with better Thompson. fullback. <laughs> with better footwork. Like flashy, I rate looking, Corey Thompson. But, I do rate Corey Thompson, but that's yeah. a ridiculous. But he's stat. never he's never seen a ball, and he went and he's gone. You know what I'm going to do here? I'm going to pass this ball. He's never thought of that. <laughs> neither's Manu. And Tedesco loves to pass. Oh, mate! I, look, I look. I'm not. I'm not. I never said that Tedesco wasn't Corey Thompson with no pants and better footwork. Footwork. That's not what I said. <laughs> but you know. This is a Joey Manu conversation. Don't bring Tedesco in, all right? But yeah. all I'm saying is Manu does not like passing the ball and neither does Corey Thompson. No. And that's <laughs> yeah, it. That's, that's very true. Yeah. So what? So backtrack to the start of the conversation and I want to hear you say, you're right, Mark. The only difference no, between not. Joey Manu and Corey Thompson <laughs> is fancy footwork. Corey Thompson can't even get in the Titans team. <laughs> It's because he's not a fullback. Because Brimson's yeah, Joey Manu, Joey Manu can't get in the Titans team either. Yeah, have you? I've never seen Joey Manu in a Titans jersey. That's all I'm saying. This is the this is the premium content. This is what the the members come here for. All right, boys. Manu text. And then yeah, wing fullback. It's it's Teddy and Hines and a distant third. Or depending on yeah, who is the third though, because well, it it could be Pappen- if Pappenhausen's goal kicking, he might be two. Mm. 
Otherwise, it's Garrett, it's Garrett, maybe. Mm. Latrell could be up there. Garrick, Ponga, anyone could be the three. Um, if Pappenhausen is not goal kicking, but if he is, which I think he probably yep. will, will he'll be the he'll be the three. I'm going to add a, a question to this, which is, in an ideal world, what is your four bench players? Mm. Oh, I think we sort of covered that last mm. week a bit. Not that half of you bastards listened to it because um, it was a week off. Um, you just want your jewels. It's you the want... Cook or Grant that you don't have. Yep. A couple Two of jewels. And... and a half. Moses or, you know, the other one Best of the, you, you know, afford. Reynolds or DCE. And then a, a jewel in the, you know, wing fullback centre type. You know, uh, you know, Cobo, Mulatalo type 18th man with a high ceiling that you can loop in. Maybe someone like yeah, that. Yeah, lovely. Targo, uh, not Targo, Tyler May, you know, one of these sorts of guys is your 18th man, ideally. Um, uh, Time to go Targo and Cotter, but for whom? Um, I don't know if I'd be rushing to sell Targo as we discussed earlier, but I mean, just get the best players you can that we've already discussed. You can probably no do specific- cook, cook in like someone that's about 400k maybe. It depends how much you have in your bank, but like maybe a Stefano type guy. Yeah, well, I'd, probably, I'd probably be more inclined to go like a Barnett, Dylan Brown or something like that type. Yeah, but if they sell him Cotter, they probably need a hooker, right? Maybe not. Yeah. That's an assumption, Rob. Yeah, you're you know assuming they, they say, don't need a hooker. You, you know what they say about assumptions? You shouldn't make them because they make an ass out of you and me. Exactly. Um, no, you're welcome. You can put that one tonight. in the piggy bank, piggy bank for later. A lot of gems. Um, <laughs> uh, trading Nat Butcher to Mitch Barnett. Yeah, I'm fine with that. Yeah. Would you buy Grant or Reed Marnie? Well, given him, I given. Mean, Given round seventeen, and yeah, no danger yes. of Oregon I resting. Just don't buy. Just don't buy Marnie. I, I don't think. I, I I'd lean towards Grant because I mean, if Marnie's a fifty average and Cooks are you know closer to sixty, like it's not going to take long to close that fifty points you get in round seventeen, yeah. is it? Five weeks. Yeah, something like mm. that. Yeah, and all it takes round is a Grant a seventy-five, threat, isn't it? Seventy-five, eighty. Yeah, you really just want to go for the elite guns or the super duper cheap ones, and that's it, really, don't you? Mm-hmm. Just play it same play it with a really straight bat. And how long are we holding Karaz and Savage until they stop making money? I'm not convinced Karaz isn't a isn't a keeper wing fullback. Oh, I was just Karaz? discussing this looking at the averages. Karaz is the seventh best averaging wing fullback at the moment. So yeah. Yeah, he's got the way. Which one Great would center. you prefer, Ryan? DCE mm-hmm. and Harry Grant or Dylan Brown and Damian Cook? Give me give me DCE and Grant. Mm. Yeah. The two you have rather than the two you don't have, is that? Yes. Yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah. I like uh, no, I, I mean, I, I just see DCE probably six points better than um, Brown, maybe a little bit more than that. Versus Grant. I mean, it's probably the same, to be honest, really. Do you have Moses above Dylan Brown? I've got them about the same, low 50s. 
Okay. I think I have Moses slightly ahead of Brown. I mean, I'd, I'd have Moses ahead just because he's cheaper. Yeah. And another one because he goal kicks as well. That's the same thing for me. Yeah, I, I agree with the two of you guys as well. All right, so Aiken we covered uh, with nine trades left and 370K in the bank, you'd make him a sell, hey? Aiken? Yeah, I think yeah. so. Yeah. Would you get an elite player like Campbell Graham, Zach Lowe, Max Manu, or would you go to down to a bird and just make it like a, a savage, like a huge upgrade with the 550K you have in your bank? I lean towards... Um opting for a slightly cheaper option and using that money elsewhere. Uh, mm. I'm not too sure. Like if Bird averages 40, how much better is Lomax going to be than Bird? Yeah, three or four points. Yeah. Maybe. And I don't like think there ex- is like the the Bird and um, Gagai of last year where there was like some actual good um, like 45 averaging centers. Mm. I don't know if they exist this year. They might, but you're kind yeah. of- and they're, all, and they're all already very expensive. And they cost 600k. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, selling butcher and tar- butcher and targo. If so, who should I eat them to? Don't have that much cash in the bank. Only 28k. So I think we can hold targo and what butcher to who? Barnett. Barnett. This seems the obvious one. Yeah. So 629 is the maximum spend. Um, even Torhu, but I mean, you probably just get Barnett at this point when you. Yeah, yeah, until Toe shows something. Yeah. So who's going to be massive this week, I think. But yeah. He's not really you wouldn't expect him to be one of those guys who underperforms like P Hart, though. He seems to be one of those guys that's no, you're right. Yeah, he has been actually surprisingly P hearted this year. Yeah. So Warriors is finally rubbing off on him. It took him a while to get the stench, the storm stench off. He's finally <laughs> retiring it. <laughs> Oh man, Sexton and Butcher to, to any two fantasy assets looking for a pod. That's that's pretty open ended. Get Cleary uh, and Damon Cook, maybe. Is Sexton uh, a sell? I know we talked about it already, but I think you just got to trust your process, right? You got him for a reason. He yeah, but I mean, it's thinker. If this person bought him at four hundred fifty k, he might have a little bit of a different mindset. I guess we don't we don't I, really know. I doubt it. I doubt it. But you're right. I'm making an assumption again. Yeah, um, it's not all about you, Rob. Just remember that. <laughs> I don't have Sexton. <laughs> um, I'm just saying, if I did have him, I don't. Yeah, because the pod, the pod thing's the other important part of that. So he's, he's looking for a pod. So keep Sexton. That's your pod. Everyone else I, is selling him. Yeah. I feel like, in terms of poddiness to quality elite scoring potential, Frizzell would have to be pretty close to the best option yes. of both of those two things 2.5 percent ownership and probably a good 55 average projection moving forward as far as i am concerned uh, mitch barnett at 2.75 is also a good pod value for money but that's not any fantasy asset that's you know an elite option yeah. joe often gary at 1.8 i guess yep. is another one in the pod category yep all right, is Adam Fanua Blake going to come good at some point, boys? They don't have any middle forwards left. Is he going to come good? No, he hasn't been good all year. No. <laughs> we chatted about this last week. Did we? I wasn't listening. Uh, yeah, no, he's so cheap, no, but I just can't see it. But okay, that's all right, mate. No one else was either. Moving on. Yeah, right. no, heart bloody. It's funny the amount of viewers that we had last week. We would have been so happy with that last year, but <laughs> it was comfortably our worst listenership. 
all you guys had the week off, same as what we did, is because we weren't replying on the Instagram DMs. That's it, isn't it? It's all your fault, Ryan. The people oh, revolted. It. it was a strike. It's all your fault. Sorry, um, all right. Jumping off Haas, straight swap to Offengawi or go to Barnett to facilitate bringing in Papali'i. I don't know if there's much difference between Offengawi and Barnett in terms of average moving forward. I guess yeah. Offengawi's role is just safer. Yeah, I'd go to Barnett and bring in Papali'i. Yeah. Yep. Happy with that, Rob? Yeah, absolutely. Get Papali'i in. Ponga to drink water, question mark. Oh, jeez. Don't um, like it. Yeah, I'm not now, a fan. Now, it, it's important to note with drink water uh-huh. that uh, I was actually looking at him earlier. So 607K, he's got three scores in a row now, over 50. Um, and their draw is pretty good. I mean, Broncos, Sharks, but, I mean, you can put points on both of those teams, both at home. Tigers, Dragons, Bulldogs, Warriors, Rabbitohs in the last five out of six games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I realize how good the Cowboys draw is because I used it to get Cotter. <laughs> and, yeah. But yeah, but you're right. For the head-to-head finals, they have a really good, they have a really good draw. Um, so yeah, mm. I'm so looking I at keeping an eye again, for that reason. Ponga to drink water. <laughs> <laughs> Do it. Why not? Why not? Why not? Yeah. Does the Knights have a bad run, don't they? Did we, did we discuss this? No, no they I think have the, they have the softest okay. schedule rest of the season of any team. The yeah. Knights, well, so. So, so what's the difference? I guess it's the, it's he misses a week this week. Yeah. yeah. And then maybe, he doesn't play 17. Yeah. Maybe he doesn't play round 18, I guess. You don't know. But cows yeah. don't play 17, do they? No. No, they don't. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, I also, don't think it's worth a trade. Yeah. But yeah, probably probably not. Um, assuming that you got someone to hold in your wing fullback spot, um, surely you have like a Ramsey or a like something, a cooler something. or something. Cooler, yeah. yeah, and then the second part was Cotter to Hudson Young or Adam Elliott. Oh, Hudson Young, have you done a deep dive on him? No. I assume he's just too expensive now. He just scores a lot of tries. That's what's propping him up. I'd probably be inclined to hold Ponga and use the money that you were going to spend upgrading Ponga to drink water, which I think there is a bit of a gap on the price there. It's, yeah, it's 110K. Instead oh, yeah, of doing do that, that, don't do that, I would buy a better option for Cotter instead. So I'd buy... Just get Pat, Robson. You know, maybe. Yo, Tarpany, Murray, someone in that bracket. Matto. Instead. Yeah. yeah. So that's that's what I would do personally, and I'd just hang on to Ponga and just plug somebody in wing fullback for a week. Um, is Torhu Harris a sell? Rob, you're the Warriors man. I do have Torhu, and I'm not going to sell him, but I, I can see why people want to. But again, he's very cheap, <laughs> and who are you getting at that price that's going to do better? Barnett, maybe, um, if you're playing overall, but... No, I, I'm not going to sell him. I, yeah, he's kind of almost just, a just buy for people. Wait for the it. wait for the New Zealand bump for when we come home and yep, smash the Tigers. Yep, love it. Yeah. Uh, is this worth four trades this week? Butcher, Ilias, Max King, and Marnie, Grant, Carrigan, Kennedy. I'm assuming that's Will Kennedy and Jerome Hughes. So um, just put this straight in the bucket. Don't trade Max King at all. 
And I probably would not be trading Reed Marnie either. So you yeah, can move on Butcher and Ilias. But Ilias is playing 17. It just depends if you're overall, right? I suppose. Yeah, but like even if he is playing 17, like his break even's 58. Like I'd, uh, I'd yeah. just I'd, I'd just cash him out. Like if you want a similar score, cash in a Will Kennedy. Like honestly, is is Kennedy gonna do that much worse in round 17 than Ilias? No, you're right. No, I'd probably yeah, go, I'd probably go Ilias to Kennedy or Volkman, depending on whether you care about overall or not. Mm-hmm. And then Butcher to a gun and hang on to Max King and Reed Marnie. That's what I would do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Again, you got Reed Marnie for a reason, which was probably to play 17. Yeah, exactly. Um, who would we t- sell Aiken or Targo or both? 10 trades plus four remaining. <laughs> Holy hell. So I guess um, the question uh, is, would you sell both of them and get two other centers or would you just hang on to Targo now? I have both Aiken and Targo. And probably until we started recording, I was going to sell both of them potentially, or maybe just like Cotter and one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think I'd keep Targo now. I think you, you've blow you blokes who don't own Targo have talked me around. Um, yeah, and I'd sell Aiken and get. It's just, I don't know. Like, I mean, for Targo, it's just a matter of like, who are you going to sell him to? Like, who are you going to replace right. him with? Who's, who's materially better than, than Targo? No, I think, it, and it was just going to be a me plugging it with the centers and one fullbacks I have. Um, kind of just on the bench, which are, you know, Cooler and Ramsey and Perez, um, moving May up to centre. Um, but, yeah, I think if you're selling both of them, you ideally don't... You ideally probably don't want to get another centre, right? You want to get, like, a gun and then a cheapie. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, I'd like probably it. just hang on to Targo and then just move... Like we said, move Aiken onto a bird or something and use the money elsewhere would be my suggestion personally. Yeah, or, or is bird a buy though? Like, or even just so. get like a cheaper guy. And okay, but who's cheaper in the centers? There's not really. Any I mean, group. no, I mean, but we're just assuming again that he needs a center. Like, yeah. if he's got Burton, and then he can chuck in like a cooler or a. Yeah. He says if he asks both, he'd need to buy our center. So maybe he only needs to buy yeah. one center, which means you could just get, you could hang on to Targo Everly. and then, hang, no, you just hang on to Targo. That way you wouldn't need mm. to, to sell. Yeah, cool. I like it. Elias and Haas to Papali'i and Will Kennedy. Yeah, if you want to. Yeah, if you think that Haas is a sell, then yes. Uh. Hey, team, really enjoy the pods this year. Keep up the great content. Thanks, mate. We'll get this one right for you now. Um, Did you listen last week? Better give it, better give it to Rob. Ah, no. So he's got 10 trades left in the top five, all his head-to-head leagues. Looking to trade Butcher. Stuck on a fish, just straight swap to Barnett or downgrade to someone and bank the cash. Pretty set. Need somebody for my bench. Currently have Jackson, Lolo, Havili, Mam, Kula, Volkman, Rushton. So Rushton's a looper. And so he's got an emergency of Volkman, Kula, and probably Havili or Mam. So he probably needs a probably needs a Barnett, I think. Yeah. I got mm. no issues with that trade um, at all. Yeah. I think we've I- recommended that one before. So. 
yeah, I'd probably go butcher to Barnett and then, yeah, just sort of um, loop, you know, your ma'am, Havili. Just obviously we've got a bit of a worry there with ma'am, how long he's going to be in the job for. Do we? <laughs> yeah, mate. Yeah, well, no, well, he's getting dropped out an hour before game time, so. It's a very um, heavy Tyson Gamble podcast. Yeah. Uh, Ilias and Butcher to DCE and Volkman. Uh, yes. yes, Elias and yes. Butcher. Did you say? Yeah, Elias and Butcher. Yeah, absolutely. Involvement. Yeah. So he has he only has Grant as his hooker and no gun half besides Cleary and no Papali'i in his team though. Uh, so he'd be no buying. No option is is a shame. Yeah. He'd be but who would you he's get? Got, he's got four hundred seventy-four k in the bank with Elias and Butcher. Can you go? So Butcher is like six hundred and something. Mm-hmm. Could you go Butcher to Robson and that's like 160K and then you still got 300K in the bank from Ilias. So you can get like, you could get, you could easily get Moses and Robson instead of DC and Volkman. Like if you needed yeah. two starters. I would do that. Do you reckon? What do you think, Ryan? I'm trying to think it through. Um, this has been in a bit of a tough spot there with no hooker cover so uh, mm. I think I would lean that way um, yeah two guns for it's, the it's, line. is there any yeah, real difference between Robson and DCE rest of the season scoring wise uh, they're probably fairly close yeah no I'll just I'd have a look it probably depends like if you only need one starter DC is probably the best averaging of the three, but if you want to get two starters, like if you, if you like, if it allows you to like not be playing somebody like Volkman or whatever in your 17, then that's the way I would go. Mm-hmm. All right. Jake has an issue with Jackson Hastings. He's got 78 K in the bank. Not quite sure on second trade to upgrade to a gun. So he has Elliot, Havili, Torhu, Max King on the bench. Um, all still making cash. And then Cooler, Savage, Fafida, and Peoples in the emergencies. Fafida, as in Andrew? Or... Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I would probably, in that situation, you know, so you got Hastings, who obviously you need to yeet. Do you go Peoples to Volkman? which puts 80K in your bank. So he's now got 160 on top of Hastings, which gets him to 700K. Does he need what, any position he needs? Does he need a half? Or? So he said he's got Elliot, Havili, Torhu, and Max King on the bench. So probably could do with a half cover. Is Havili a dual hooker? Yeah, he is, yeah. Oh, a legend. He's only hooker. <laughs> What's going on there? Um, the yeah, all right. Fantasy doesn't recognize when people like bench. Oh, there's me. All right. Well, Havili's your hooker cover. So you got Elliot, Tohu, Max King on the bench. So seems like you need a yeah, half cover would be good considering Cooler Savage for feeder. Yeah. So maybe like Moses. Yeah. Fine with that. Yeah. So you go Volkman and Moses for Peoples and 
Hastings. That seems like two pretty quality moves there. I guess Volkman's the halves cover though as well, isn't he? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Is there anyone under 700K? Would you get Moses or would you go like a Frizzell or someone like that? What's Frizzell? Is he under 700? He's about the same as Moses. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I'll do that. If if I didn't need a half, I'd go for Frizzell. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. Uh, I think that's it, boys. Any other any other questions? That you, oh, hang on, that's only top comments. Oh my god. Okay, I'm not very good at Instagram. No, I think that's it. I think we're good. I think we got it all. All right, so- all right, boys. I think that's good. Good stuff. Hopefully the uh, the audio doesn't sound too bad coming off the unusual program. Uh, any any closing uh, thoughts for the weekend, guys? What do you go the Cowboys against the Broncos? Go the Warriors. Go the Warriors. Yeah, going to my first home game in two years. It's very exciting. Don't get lost. Yep. No, there's going to be a yeah. It's going to be a good atmosphere. I think. Um, I'll take any kind of win at this point from the Warriors. Yeah. But Matt, if yeah. all, they've they've been really nice here and picked the correct game to send you home to against the Tigers. Mm. So it's much better than we were looking at the Panthers being our first home game, which would have been an absolute drubbing. So oh, I actually had a look at the Warriors rest of season schedule, and it's pretty rough. Um, so it's we've got, it's after we've the, got Tigers the Titans and the round five though twenty five sorry yeah but but that doesn't count for fantasy for head to head players this is a problem That's right true. so so rest of season after they play the Tigers they got Eels Raiders Storm Rabbitohs Bulldogs who were in form then Cowboys and Panthers in the head to head grand final Aiken is definitely a sell looking at that <laughs> yeah that is just I could That's... not think of a worse draw That's like mm. all of the best teams aside from the Broncos. How many mm. games are they winning out of that, do you think? None. Zero. We beat the Tigers and then we beat the Titans in the wooden spoon bowl. I reckon the uh, I reckon they might beat the Rabbits. That might be Oh at Sunshine Coast Stadium, mate. They'll be sick of playing I think there, we beat, surely. I think we'll beat the storm at home. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine? Raiders and uh, sorry, rabbits and dogs look the only winnable games. I guess Raiders as well. Like, there's probably three games there that are even a chance of winning. Yeah, they're winnable, but I won't be surprised if they lose every single game, including the one this weekend. I mean, they'll probably be underdogs in all of them. They might be evens with the Bulldogs, but um, my Bulldogs, Bulldogs are going to be in the top eight by then. <laughs> I'm not kidding, man. I'm serious. Dogs look good. Yeah, the, bull- the Bulldogs are going to. All right, in the complete juxtaposition to the Warriors draw. The Bulldogs come up against the Sharks, which is, I actually think should be pretty close to even money. I'm sure it's not, but like, I mean, the Bulldogs are red hot at the moment. I think Sharks will win, but Rabbitohs, that's winnable. Titans, Knights, Cowboys is a tough one. Warriors, Eels, Sharks, Manly. Like they could realistically win more, way more than 50% of those games. Aside from the juggernaut, they should beat every one of those teams. Bulldogs oh, top eight, it first here. It's that time of the night, boys. All right. Yep. We're wrapping it up. Flaming hot tates to finish. Thanks very much for joining us. Um, yeah, Rob, sorry again about being a Warriors fan. Ryan, thanks for thanks for coming, mate. Enjoy your weekend of football. We'll uh we'll talk to you next week. Love you guys. <laughs>